Okay, five, four, three, two, and what's up, everybody? Welcome back to What Is Your Perspective podcast. I am your host, Nathaniel Lewis Harris the first. Now, here we have with us the beautiful, the magnificent, a girl who's from the Midwest, but she does have a kind of a city soul tour. Welcome, Heather, to the podcast. Say hello you to forgot, Heather. You forgot talented. Okay, what are you talented in? Anything and everything. You can't be talented in anything and everything. I've done a podcast on this before. Actually, I, ha- I how I? You have to be good at one thing. You're a nurse? Yes. So you're good at saving lives? I'd say so. Decent or whatever. So for everyone, let me set this little stage real quick. And I'm about to put you on blast for a second. Oh, man. I'm about to put you on blast. So for all the people who are listening to this who um, have known me from high school days... Um, this is actually Austin Johnson's girlfriend. So while you're listening to this podcast, understand how intelligent she is and how much Austin has grown to even be with a woman like this. Because she still deals with Austin's craziness, but Austin's gotten a lot better since high school. So Thank you. Understand the knowledge and, and understand how far Austin's grown. You can tell by listening to the knowledge of his woman. So in this podcast, though, um, Heather... I don't want to call her an immigrant because we're going to find out all about her story right now. But um, she wanted to get on here and share her perspective on immigrants. And this is something that means a lot to me, Heather, in general, because I'm in L.A. and there's immigrants everywhere. Um, yes. And uh, like even looking on the east side of Los Angeles, where my mom lives like there's Hispanics everywhere and now los angeles is considered like a sanctuary city i don't know exactly the definition and, and what like how they, they're safe being in los angeles but los angeles is considered a sanctuary city now and throughout this whole trump presidency and and last year's debates and all those different things what i kept hearing is is everyone hated the immigrants and everyone wanted the immigrants out and, and trump put such a negative connotation on immigrants and it was so like to me, I'm looking like, what's what's up with the immigrants? Like, I don't have a problem with them. You know what I'm saying? I see them everywhere around here. I don't have an issue with them. The Mexicans and the Hispanics, and, and they don't bother me. You know. And then if you think deep in 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 the roots of our country, we're all immigrants. So exactly. Yeah. So when you brought this to me, it, it, it excited me and it blew me up. And before we even get started, I want to say thank you. Um, for even coming on the podcast, because I really want people to come on here and share their perspective. So what is your ethnicity? I don't ever know how to say that word, but what is your ethnicity? <laughs> okay, so technically I am 25% German, 25% Irish, and 50% St. Lucian. So that means my mother is from an island called St. Lucia, very small in the Caribbean, West Indies area. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you're a bit, you're a little mutt. You got a little bit of everything. Yeah, kind of. No, it's so funny because, kind of off topic, but Austin was bragging about how he has a black woman now, right? Oh, and man. my grandmother is like his second mother. So he was like always bragging and like, grandma, grandma, you know, I got to be a black girl. I got to be a black girl. <laughs> and so when my grandma met you, um, like- She saw the, how light I was? How light she, she was. She was just like, well, what is she mixed with? Like, what is she, what does she got in her? Because also she, I, I thought I was getting some little chocolate little kiss coming out here the way Austin was <laughs> blowing it up. And so that's why I texted you and I asked you, and then I guess it ultimately it ended up to being like this. So, um, so your mom, she's considered an immigrant. Yes. And so when did she come to America? Do you know that? She came here when she was 18 years old. 
18. And so was mm-hmm. she considered an illegal immigrant or like, how do you know how that whole process works and what, what considers a legal immigrant and legal immigrant and all those different things? Yes, actually. Um, so my mom came over here legally. What she did was she got a visa and that's only good for about six months, depending on the type of visa. But you can get a work visa, which will be longer, or a school visa, which is also longer. But hers was only six months. So during that six months, she got married to my dad. And then she was able to get her citizenship through him because he was an American. Let me but, cut you off real quick. I apologize. But okay, okay, never mind. Go, because you're about to answer my question. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Okay. Well, they met in the Caribbean. Okay. So. But, he was, but he was from America, though. And he had American citizenship. Yes. Okay, continue. Okay, so then she gets her citizenship, and that's pretty much it. But she didn't get it till actually 10 years later. So she got it when I was in high school. Wow. Mm -hmm. It's a long process. So... So when you are were a baby and you were growing up, would you be considered an immigrant? Would you did you have citizenship or how does that process work? Well, I was born in America, in Wisconsin actually. So I do have citizenship, but if you're born out of the country, but you're one of your parents is American, I think you can get citizenship that way. I'm not really clear on that. But since I was born here, I am a citizen. Okay, so this is why I asked you earlier if you were considered a dreamer. And I was I don't really know everything in the definitions of all these dreamers and what, what exactly means, but I was reading something online and and it said who are dreamers? It said dreamers are the protected under the DACA, which are known as dreamers. By the time Trump announced his decision to rescind the program, blah 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 blah. But it's really for the kids like you who have parents who are essentially illegal, but they're in the country and mm-hmm. you're conceived. And so now Trump is trying to implement something where all those kids who were born and they had, they were considered dreamers and they had their citizenship because they were born in America and they've been here forever. He's trying to create a bill where a lot of those children are going to be deported. Yeah. He's trying to get rid of that, isn't he? Cause I think Obama did that. Yeah, yeah, Obama's the, the one who came up with the act where it protected them. And I guess Trump is trying to rescind that act. Yes. And so, Actually, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, okay. Well, I have a, he's like my brother. So this is confusing. He's my God brother's brother. Because my mom had a godson in St. Lucia, and then he lost his mom. So he came to South Dakota and... His brother actually was using that Obama thing, but since Trump became president, he's now getting it revoked. Wow. So what are the possibilities? Like, what can possibly happen? Well, he's married to an American citizen, so he's using that route. But at first, he was using the Obama route, which then you don't have to get married. Then you don't have to. Like, I know a lot of places, it's easy, especially very diverse places like L.A., like Chicago, like New York. You can pay people to marry you to get your citizenship. Oh, definitely. It's a business. Yeah, Yeah, definitely. Or you're stuck in a shitty relationship because you want, pardon my language, because you want your citizenship. So you're dealing with stuff that you normally wouldn't deal with or doing things you wouldn't normally do just to get the citizenship that a lot of people take for granted, you know? Yeah, no, definitely, definitely. I mean, I have, um, and like I said, I've, I've had a lot of debates and I've heard a lot of the other side. 
you know, and and why people want immigrants out or why they want to protect our borders. And, and I understand the whole thought process of protecting our country. This is our country and the borders. I understand all that. But I don't ever understand why they want to send them away. So when it comes to the criminals and the rapists and, and the people who are doing the bad things, yeah, I get it. I understand. We lock our own Americans up. Yeah, send them back to where they came from. I understand that. But as a whole, why would you want to send back any immigrants, whether you are Mexican, Hispanic, whether you are from um, the Caribbean, St. Lucians, um, you're Muslim, wherever you're from, I don't know why they want these people out of here because like, this is something that I always think of. When you think of Africa, what's the first thing you think of? Like, what's the first color that comes to your head? Mm-hmm, like African-American color, like brown. Yeah, you think of black, okay? Yeah. So when you think of like, China, what's the first thing that comes to your head? Like Asian features. Asian, Chinese, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, And so we have all these countries where people are from, they're true countries, where they have roots and histories of. Now, America, when you think of America, what's the first thing that comes to your head? Gosh, I think of people coming from Britain. But you think... white or Native American. The first thing that comes to your mind is white people, though, correct? Yeah. And, and, mm-hmm. and, and why, though? Why is that the reason and why are they the face of this country? And, and if you really look at our roots and where we came from, they came from Europe. Exactly. They are immigrants. They're immigrants as well. Mm-hmm. So it's like, so when, when, when it comes to people who are saying, you know, because then, then you get into the debate of they're taking jobs and they're taking all these other different things. But it's like all a lot of these people want, they don't want to take anything. They don't want to steal from anything. They just want the same opportunity. Exactly. Like, okay, here, let me put it into perspective. Put yourself in the immigrant shoes. A lot of times these people's countries are poor, at war, not safe. They're getting their children are getting stolen. People are being burned alive. Like it is brutal out here. And then they're going to a country where they think it's oh, it's uh, the American dream. Anything can happen. I can be anything. My kids can have a chance at a way better life than I ever had. And that's why they come here. They aren't coming here to take your janitor job that you don't want or your McDonald's job that you don't want. They are here just to get a better life for themselves and get away from the danger that they were in before. If that happened to America, we would be fleeing too. Exactly. Exactly. And I'm glad that you brought that up, the the, the janitor job and, and those jobs, because when you look around... You know, and the the jobs that the, that we don't want. I'm not mowing any lawns. I'm not going exactly. to be a janitor. I'm not nope. working. And and, and 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 I don't want to be stereotypical or racist. No. But it's like let's be real right now. When I go on the east side, my mom lives on the east side of Los Angeles, and it's literally nothing but Hispanics over there. And I'm talking about the market, the supermarkets, Hispanics. But when you go over there, though. They inspire me so much because you have fruit stands over here. You got people hustling over here. You got the guy over here collecting all the bottles. Like exactly. they are over there hustling. Hard workers. Hard workers. And it's like, okay, why are you guys scared of the competition? Because that's, that's what, what I think it is. That's what that's what America's about. Competition, free enterprise, free dream. Everybody can go make the money the way they want to make their money. Exactly. So I don't, I, I, that's so, so then why do you have any other that? So is that your only thing or do you have any other reason why people would not want immigrants or they're so adamant 
keeping immigrants out of our country or even the ones who are here, they want to deport them. Why? Why do you know why the American natural American thinks that way? I do not know why, but I honestly think it has to do a lot with power, has to do has to do a lot with race and intimidation because they're intimidated by these other cultures and they don't like it. Like back in the day, they used to make the Native Americans like assimilate. And I feel like now they can't do that anymore. They have no control over that. Everybody is their own person. But in America's eyes, they want like the blonde hair, blue eyed, perfect person. They don't want to take into like, I don't know how to word it. Like they don't want to take other races into consideration. These other races technically made America. How often do you find people that are just European, just Mexican, just black? You don't, you don't find that anymore. Mm. There's so much diversity you just walk outside your door and you can see it. Exactly, exactly. And I think that's intimidating. They think they're losing their culture. Or they're, when that's not it at all, we're all growing together and becoming more unified. Exactly. They don't like that. So I don't know exactly what it is because I've always grown up with a diverse, with my dad being white and my mom being an immigrant, I've really seen a lot. So I really don't judge. But other people, if you grow up a certain way, you only know what you're taught. Mm-hmm, definitely. I think it's just years and years and years of these negative feelings towards immigrants. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And and I'm a believer that the media and I believe I'm a believer that we're all still slaves. And we're slaves in the sense of um they're 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 trying to make us live one way, but the problem now is and I think and, and I don't even want to get too much into Trump because believe it or not, I'm not crazy against trump i don't i don't know i don't know his policies i don't know politics like that okay so i'm not even gonna get into politics and, and his policies and stuff like that but i like i like just I, I talk common sense when it comes to politics you know what i'm saying yeah and and the the rhetoric that he's preaching and the things that he's pushing out there um i'm i'm trying to get into the media game so i know like even when i have my podcast i know that the things i say to people and the people who are listening to me it might have an effect and a power on somebody's brain. So like us watching the media and us hearing Trump tell us how dangerous these immigrants are and how they're raping people and how they're doing this and how they're doing that. And I'm sitting there looking like, I don't know if that's really the case because I'm on the east side every other day and they don't give me any problems. They are happy. They're happy. They're smiling at me. They're, they're, they're you know, but then I'm going to give you this other side. Okay. And okay. because this is what is your perspective and I hear a lot of different perspectives. And I sat down, I've listened to people talk the other perspective of why they feel this way. And this can attest to that it's from fear um, and they're scared and people taking their jobs, just stuff like that. But people, um, like for example, um, a lot of families, like my, a lot of families make a lot of money here in America and then they're sending their money back to wherever their homeland or their home country is to their families. Okay. Mm-hmm. Which to me is fine. You know, I'm, I'm here for my family. You know what I'm saying? I'm here. I'm trying to make as much money as I can to give it to all my family members. So everybody's good. So I respect that. But when it comes to the financial cycle and when there's droves of people coming in and those people are making money or making money, they're taking money here, they're taking money here and they're taking it out of our country. It takes our country's value down. You know what I'm saying? Or, mm-hmm. for example, one time someone was telling me that um, she knew this Hispanic lady and uh, she was like, hey, I can get you a refrigerator for a discounted price. 
said, okay, well, let me show you. So he took, she took her to his warehouse, and there's a bunch of refrigerators, nice refrigerators, okay, beautiful, beautiful refrigerators. And so she said that there was one refrigerator that was $800, and there was one that was $1,200, okay? She said she wanted to buy the one that was $800, but they said, no, you can't buy that one unless you're going to send that back to Mexico. Yeah. So things like that, you know, there's a, um, if you're undocumented and you get into a car accident or something like that, something about you can't be prosecuted the same way because you're undocumented. So things like that bother people. Things like that are, are kind of what are makes people feel like, you know, no, I don't want them here because they're messing up the normal flow of society. So it's hard. I don't know. Yeah. But. But my thing is, I just, I just feel like who are, who is anyone in this country to tell somebody else that they don't deserve to belong to be in this country? Because we stole it from the Indians. They were here first. People keep coming here. You know, if they're not committing crimes and they're just contributing to the positive of the society, why not? Why? Like, who are we to kick people out? I don't get that part of it. I don't get it either, especially because... When you're born, you don't choose the type of person you're going to be. Gosh, girl, we're all humans. It's all we are. Exactly. So how can you judge somebody when you didn't choose to be born in this position of power? It just You just got lucky and you happen to get that way compared to the immigrant, you know? Exactly. Exactly. And so, like, that's why I'm like, look, I try to break everything down back to the, like, let's break everything down. Let's take, let's take away all the buildings. All the structure, the form of government, okay, um, the food. We're back to the hunting and gathering time, okay. You got to go kill uh, fish and animals to survive, okay. Okay. And and you see all these different people around you, and we're all just here now. What is race now? Race is a man constructed thing. Yeah. Like we we like. African American isn't a real thing. We're not from America. Our roots have been just so deeply put into the dirt that, like, right now, if all hell broke loose in America, a Chinese person could go back to China, a Mexican person could go back to Mexico, um, a Puerto Rican person could go back to Puerto Rico. Where are the African Americans going? They're shit out of luck. And, and it's actually funny because Austin always makes jokes to Ifo about this, about Ifo being African. He'll ask, shut up, African, or shut up, Black. You know, he'll make jokes. And Ifo always comes back and says, I have somewhere to go. Where are you going to go? Very true. <laughs> and it's a funny joke because they go back and forth about it. But it's like, where are we going to go? You know, so this whole, my, my, and the, the whole thing is like, I just want people, you guys out there who are listening to understand that. Even even when it comes to blacks and, and Black Lives Matter and black people still fighting for rights and stuff like that, I people think that we are trying to take from them and steal from them and get things from them. But people just want to have the same equal opportunity this, with a fair playing ground. Like, look, we started this first line, I started this line, and then let's see who's going to get to the finish line. Period. Like that's that's all people want. We don't want anything special. We don't want this free stuff. We don't want that. We just want to get the same opportunities that that are presented to us. 
So when it comes back to the immigration things, what are some like struggles like that your mother had to go through to to get like so you said she was she was illegal for 10 years? Yeah. So well, 10 she, years? Worked, she was w- working on her papers for 10 years. 10 years. Cause, yeah, cuz she got a divorce. So then it's no longer valid. So she had to start all over after that. 10 years. So while she's working on her papers that lets her continue just to live in America? Yes. Okay. Because technically she's still here legally because she's applying for citizenship and she has like the papers to prove it. Okay. Now, how do you know how that process is? Like why wouldn't someone who is illegal not try to go through that process? I don't know the details, but I know sometimes it's harder and especially if you don't know and it's a really expensive process as well. Like it takes thousands of dollars and you come here, you don't have that. Like over, if you take an American dollar and take it to the Caribbean, it doubles. Mm-hmm, Caribbean dollar to America, you lose fifty percent of that. Your dollar turns to twenty five cents. Mm-hmm. So it's it's worse. You can't. I think honestly, a lot of it is affording it and having the connections. And also, it depends on where you come from. Do you speak English? Are you able to communicate and find those connections for yourself, or did you just happen to get lucky and find a way over here? Mm-hmm. I mean, everyone's dealt a different hand, you know, and, mm-hmm. and, and, and like this stuff bothers me a lot because I just feel like, and, and I don't put, I don't like to put things on people. Like I don't expect people to be living their life and you could be living a happy life, rich millions and millions of dollars. I don't expect you to care about the immigrants. I don't expect you to care about the small people. Like that's not your job. Like you Maybe you you inherited millions of dollars or you worked for your million dollars. I don't care how you got your million dollars. It's not your job to do that. But no. people do have to understand that people are do go through things like this where it's like, look, I there's no I, I need help. Like like we're not I just need help. You know, and and so that's why I'm have such a heart a, a soft heart to like you know, I grew up in a beautiful neighborhood. Chino Hills, California is a very, very um, suburban neighborhood. Nothing but Caucasian brown. Um, you know, I had I had great teachers, great counselors, so many great things. And then now that I live in Los Angeles and I see a little bit of different things and I see people who I, I interact with and they didn't get the same opportunity that I, ha- I have. You know, they didn't ha- live in the same house that I have. They didn't have the same dad on me every single day that I have. So I understand like the the privileges that I have, and I understand where those took me and where I'm yeah, at a now. Lot of people take those for granted. Take those for granted, exactly. And so then I look back and I see someone who isn't doing as good as me, or someone who looks like oh they're just an f up at life. But then I'm looking at him like, well, he also didn't have the same dad in his life that I did. He also didn't have the same counselor because like I always attest to this. Like my brother played football, so when I got to freshman year in high school. I had a counselor write out every single class for me that I need to take every semester, when I need to take my ACT, when I need to take my SAT, when I when I need to enroll in the classes. Like all of that was written down for me. Yeah. Now, now I'm working in a recruiting job where I'm calling parents and sometimes these parents they're like I didn't even know we we're supposed to take the SAT. No one told me. You know, and and again, it's not anyone's problem it's not the council no. job yes you should maybe go do some research but some people just don't know 
And so when I see people like that, I don't like to look at the next person and be like, okay, you're not to my level and you're not, you haven't accomplished some of the things I've accomplished. I also think of where you, where, what is his past? What has he been through? What, what obstacle did he have to take or did he have to get to, to miss that? You always got to take a step back and put yourself in their shoes. You got to put yourself in other people's shoes. And that's mm-hmm. one of the hardest thing to do. And, and I don't like to, to expect that out of people. You know what I'm saying? Like that's hard for someone to do. It's hard for someone like, and I'm going to bring him up again to Donald Trump to understand what the inner city guy is going through. It's easy to say, get a job and get off of food stamps. It's easy to say, get a job and, and or, or go get this type of job. But, you know, you're applying to these jobs and telling you no, and telling you no, and then you're at McDonald's for this year, and then you go apply for this job, and you, the only experience you have is McDonald's. It's like, look, I'm trying. Exactly. But then you get that opportunity where you can make some real quick money on the street, and then they wonder why that happens. Why? And then most of the time, they're bringing it into the hood. Exactly. You know? And, and 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 I'm glad that you brought that up because I I talked about that a lot with Meek Mills, and uh, have you heard about the Meek Mill story? No. So Meek Mills is a rapper. You know Meek Mills though. Yes. Okay. Meek Mills he recently got sent back to jail from violating his probation. Okay. And I'm a man. It's like, dude, you have to figure it out. You rich. You got all this money. You have everything that everyone in America wishes to have: all the fame, all the money, the support. And and you're on probation. You gotta, your teams around you should be so equipped that they make sure you stay out of trouble. You know what I'm saying? And so, Big Mill, what happened was he he's been on probation for ten years from a gun charge, a gun yes. and drug charge for ten years. Okay, and he got sent back to jail for violating his probation because he popped a willie on a dirt bike and he got into some t- type of altercation at the airport. So the, my perspective on it is like, look, no, McMill, you shouldn't have been doing none of that. You need to, you need to serve your time. But then if you look back at it, forget the two years that he has to serve from popping a willy and getting into an altercation, which was unjustly. But forget about that. The man is on probation for 10 years from a gun charge and a drug charge when he was 18 years old. Okay. But then if you look about when he's 18 years old, he may be 18 years old. His mama is working two jobs. They can't pay the rent. He's hungry, can't exactly eat. walk in the streets late at night because of, because his mom's a single mom working two jobs, and then someone walks up to him, "Hey man, you know if you you know you know if you sell this, you can make a little money. You know you can buy this car, you can buy this shirt, you can impress this girl." A kid with no hope, a kid with no, um, no opportunity, no really. opportunity. What is that kid gonna do when 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 everyone around him telling him that he's not gonna be anything in life? He doesn't have a father figure in his life to tell him and guide him in the right direction. But someone comes and presents him like, look, you can make $10,000 a week. All you got to do is stand right here and sell this stuff. What he's going to do? He's going to take it. He's going to take it and start selling. So then it gets to a point where he's making a little money. And then now he has to protect himself because now other guys see that he's making money and they want to rob him. Maybe take his life. So he puts a gun in his pocket to protect him. And then eventually he gets pulled over for whatever happens. And, and, And this isn't, I don't know if this is the exact story, but this is how... I'm, I'm interpreting in my head of how it could have played out. And I'm trying to show people how people, how, how someone who's so young and, and you get dealt with a bad hand, a bad card of hands, and you just kind of get sucked into a certain lifestyle where I'm not going to say it's not your fault, but it's like, it's an, you know what I'm saying? It just happens. You yeah, know, the and then, aren't but then now that's you're on probation for 10 years. 
for a mistake that you made when you were 18 years old. You know? But is it a mistake because he was just trying to survive? Well, I'm not... Because this, this is the way I look at it. Because, again, mm-hmm. I have a lot of perspectives when it comes to this. Because I'm a believer, like, I don't... that That's not an excuse to me, okay? I'm mm-hmm. trying to make it... I'm trying to make people understand why and how it happened. You get what I'm saying? So, like, for example, when people... When, when the Black Lives Matter situation was going on and these black guys were getting shot by the police... And people use the excuse, well, they should have complied. Why is compliance the equivalent to, to a death sentence, to you, him being shot? That's nothing to do with anything. So, yes, I agree. He should have complied because I would comply. I know mm-hmm. how to conduct myself in front of a police officer. So, yes, blacks need to take an ownership of their self. Yes, you should have complied. But with that being said is, are you thinking about why he didn't comply? You're not thinking that that man didn't have a father figure because that father figure has been in jail for 20 years from selling whatever drugs because the government imported all the drugs into that community and he's in jail. So now he doesn't have a guidance. And so now when a man tells him, um, put your hands behind your back for no reason and he doesn't know why I'm not committing any crime right now. And you're telling me to comply. Why am I complying? Why would I listen to you? And they say, no, hold on. I'm not just going to put my hands behind my back because you said so. And I didn't do anything wrong. I'm going to I'm going to fight for myself. I'm, I'm a human being just like you're a human being. And then in, 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 in turn, it results in an altercation and someone dies. And so yeah. so when it comes to the whole Meek Mill situation. I don't I don't like people being the victim of their circumstances. Like we're not all dealt the same hand. I'm in a great situation. I live in a beautiful home with my grandmother. Like I'm in a beautiful situation. I have no worries, have no complaints, but I do know people around me too, who have been dealt a better hand than I've been dealt. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So so I can't sit here and say, man, I wish I had his hand. I got to do, I got my hand. I got to handle my hand. So Meek had his hand. And so he had a decision to make. He could have said, no, I don't want to sell this. I have a different plan and path. So I'm not going to say and give, make Meek be off the hook from that. But with that being said, that's why I'm calling it a mistake. But with that being said, I want people to understand how me could have got into that situation initially. And people don't understand that. You know, people from middle America, people who aren't living these daily lives of these people and understanding, seeing what they go through on a daily basis, they can't even comprehend why someone would even go and and try to sell drugs or why someone would even have a gun on them. They can't even fathom that. And I want people to understand that. You know, these people are going through these real life situations where they have a gun on them not to go kill anyone, just to protect their own well-being. Gosh. I agree. So, all in all, um, I'm glad that you came on. If you had one thing, I don't know if you do, but if you had one thing to tell anyone um, who may not want immigrants and think immigrants need to go and supports Trump. Well, in general, how do you feel about Trump's comments about the immigrants and how they need to go? Do you have any personal feelings about that? Does that bother oh, you? Yeah. You said what? Like you said, I'm not really into politics and I don't know enough details about it, but how I feel about it is just like personal, like my family member is now struggling to be in America and make a better life for themselves because you want to be, well, not you, Trump wanted to take that away from him without even knowing him, without even getting to know him. But then Trump's wife gets to stay here. Why does he get the power to pick and choose? Oh my gosh. I can't believe that you just said that. Thank you. 
Oh my gosh, yes. <laughs> Makes sense, right? <laughs> oh, I always say that. Like, wait, hold on. What is she? What the hell is she? Exactly. She's not from here, but she gets to say. I've also had an uncle that was deported, so, and that also like hits close to home. So it's like, you don't get to pick and choose. It's not fair. Yeah, yeah. I know my my mom owns a, my mom owns a daycare and um, cuddles and hugs family daycare. If anybody needs some daycare services, hit my line. You know I can you know get you hooked up with my mama. But anyways, my mom owns a daycare and across the street um to the family and uh, there's a Mexican Hispanic family over there and they are my family. Like they're literally family. They've been there for I don't know how long. They've been living there forever, but. They are our family, and mm -hmm. the father of that family, and they literally swam over here. Like I'm talking about, like they literally was in the river. When you hear the stories, that's intense. Tell about it; it's amazing. Like it's 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 scary to even really hear them say these stories, but it's amazing. But the um the father, who great man, great guy, um always is helping my mom out, moving things, painting things. Like great guy. He is somebody who's been here for 15, 20 years. Like I said, he's family. Watch me grow up. Who is facing something of being scared of being deported. Mm -hmm. I talked to a girl last week who's from, um, where's she from? Oh, gosh, Guatemala. She said until she was 18 years old, she was sometimes she was scared to go to school because she was so worried about being deported. That's that the realities. Like, that's it the is. realities. Like, do you know how scared I was growing up that my mom could be taken away from me at any point And that's all I had. My dad wasn't an active member in my life. If she would have been taken away from me, what would I have done? What? Then I'm sent into foster care and then I turn out. I don't get as good of an outcome as I do now. You exactly. know? Exactly. And, and, and again, I don't like, cause again, I don't want people to feel like, okay. Um, and I'm going to use you, for example, you know, Heather... You know, Heather is my classmate as a child, you know, in, in elementary. And, you know, oh, I, I need to be worrying about Heather and fighting for Heather and and worrying about her mother being deported. Like, it's not I don't want to put on people to think that like, it's your issue and your problem. But I want you guys to understand. And that's why I started this whole podcast. What is your perspective to put these perspectives out there to let the other side know, like, what is that person going through? Because we go through our lives and life is so fast and, and everyone's moving and people got all these things to do. They got work and they have to love their family and spend time with all these people. Like they don't have time to worry about what the immigrants are doing or what the Black Lives Matter are doing or what the NFL players or whatever the situation may be. But I want people to understand that, look, people, these are realities. These are what people are really going through. So before you're so quick to judge and say, you know, just go work harder or it's America. You had the same opportunities as me. No, it's not always the same level playing field. You know, do you going through that? And, and I'm not, I don't know you that well, where it's like, I don't know if you have any personal issues, but that's something that probably really hurts and bothers you. And it could affect your, the way you act in society, the way you conduct yourself in society, how, how much confidence you have in society. You know, those things do come up, you know, unconsciously. Um, and so, I mean, it's just something that I, I'm glad that you came on to talk about. Um, I, I hate that Trump talks so negatively about it. Um, when he talks about it, I understand kind of what he's trying to get at, but he gets such a great reaction from his party and the people who do love him and follow him that 
he speaks so negatively about some of these people in some of these other countries and, and these different types of people who are just humans that are colored differently. Yes. That's the only difference that we have is the color on our skin. Some of us stayed in the sun a little longer than some of us else. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And you're putting this rhetoric out to the world and these people are like, yeah, they are rapists. Get them out of there. But you're in South Dakota. You don't know what the what the, the Mexicans in California are doing. No. You know and what I'm saying? They're white rapists. They're rapists of all exactly. races. Exactly. So you're in you're in Iowa. You don't know what's going on with the uh, Puerto Ricans in uh in uh Florida, you know, or, or wherever it may be. Um so and all in all, if you had anything to say to anyone who is a I guess a non believer of immigrants or want immigrants gone or want to keep the border secure, keep all immigrants out. What would you say to that person to try to change their mind and get them to understand that you guys are just good people and you guys just want the same opportunities and just spread the same love as they do? All I'd have to say is I'm going to keep it real short and simple. Just put yourself in their shoes because if you really took a step back and put yourself in their shoes and processed life, how they're processing it every single day, you wouldn't see anything wrong with them trying to find a better life. Exactly. And they aren't coming over here to be murderers. They aren't coming over here to steal jobs. They aren't coming over here to push you out of your home. They're coming over here mostly for their family and for themselves to get a chance at life that they were not born with. And at the end of the day, like you said, we're all just humans. We don't choose the way we're born. So just give them a chance. That was so beautiful. And that was so beautiful. And I thank you for that. And it's hard. It's not easy for people to put themselves truly in other people's shoes. Um, and again, this is why I love, I want this podcast to really blow up. And it's like, I don't care if my name's attached to it. I just want people to keep perspective always in their brains. Like we all know perspectives and we all can put ourselves in people's, other people's shoes only sometimes and only in certain circumstances. We forget sometimes. And then it's like, oh, when we sit back and like, oh, you're right. They are going through that or that is going, you know. So thank you so much. I think this yes. is a beautiful podcast, and I'm so thank you for having me. Produced, you're so welcome. Thank you for coming on. Now, everyone, what is your last name, Heather? Waylon. 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 I did know that. I did know that. Follow Heather on Instagram. What's your Instagram? Yes. XO Heather. Yeah, XO Heather. XO Heather. I'll put it. I'll put it in the podcast notes. So if you listen to it this far. It'll be in the podcast. No, her Instagram. Follow my girl. She was. She's been in South Dakota. Austin met her in South Dakota, but she's got a true Cali spirit to her. She's living in South Dakota, uh, not South Dakota, Chicago now. And you're a nurse, correct? Yes. Saving lives, doing good things, not trying to steal from nobody, loving nope. people, not trying to steal anybody's job, not stealing anybody's job. In a minute, all these jobs will be virtual anyway. So now I don't know what anybody's gonna do. <laughs> no idea they better step their game up they better but thank you so much i really do appreciate you um i love everybody keep it jiggy like i always say um, if you're following and listening this far i love you so much and i appreciate it if you support me i love you more than you ever will know and as always heather it is always what god I, I expect you to be so ready for that one no i'm sorry i wasn't ready what what are we striving for in life Oh, Operation Complete Human or what? Operation Complete <laughs> Human.
We need t-shirts. We human. Okay, we gotta get this money, but we gotta love people and understand that other people are going through bad times. So we gotta lend a, a helping hand every now and then.